join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shekel or two. Toss a buck our way. Toss three bucks our way. Um, toss five or ten. You know, your choice. You can um, support us at any level, and that level gets you in our Slack channel. You get to be a part of our daily conversations that extend beyond our weekly podcast. You get entered into contests. We've given away multiple 9.8 slabbed comics over the years. Um, we enjoy providing early access to our various episodes. We have exclusive access to shows that never see the light of day elsewhere. Video shows, review shows, exclusive episodes just for our patrons. Access to Drew's Comic Pop Project. Really a, more of a curse and a burden for patrons, but um, you get to see uh, my fledgling attempts at making comics, uh, panel pages, process stuff, even signed and remarked original prints if you if you want you know i can hook you up with that sort of thing so there's tons of reasons to join patreon if you want if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out server costs ain't cheap kyle and i've been doing this like i said for 10 years we love it but we could always use um a little motivation a little something a little what our whistle a little something to to give us a taste join our patreon Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is you with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 724 for comics originally releasing April the 12th and April the 13th. But before you and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. I just finished up episode 2 of Moon Knight. Um, Drew, what did you think about it? Uh, they, made a little, they made some changes. Mm-hmm. So the most significant change was the suit is like a source of power for Moon Knight, not not canonical. Yeah, um, which was was an interesting choice. I didn't hate it, um, mm-hmm. and I've been told by the Twitter sphere. That this is to distance him from Moon Knight comparisons, or from Batman comparisons. I don't, and I don't see how you would have any Batman comparisons so far. <laughs> well, I was gonna say we we got rid of the billionaire playboy aspect of it. Yeah, and now we've get, we've given him powers based off of a suit yes. given by a yes. god. So I guess we're. I mean, he always had powers imbued by Khonshu, mm-hmm. but he was like. <clears throat> just a dude like but when he was a dude he could still punch through things yeah yeah he was a he was a tough dude yeah and i don't know it's it's been interesting Uh, i think it'll i think it's moving slow uh ish but i think it'll get Mm -hmm. there um it's a it's a fun interpretation it's really weird when i go from you know reading jed mckay's version um, to to the show and back, uh, so yeah, kind of wish they'd sync up. 
But I guess I guess it's okay that they're <laughs> that they're different takes. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Um, I, I I think reviews are mixed now. Yeah, uh, we did get the we did get the Mister Knight version of the suit as well. So we got a couple of a couple of versions of his of his look, and mm-hmm. that, that's cool. Both interpretations of the suit imbued with power. Uh, yeah, it seemed to be. Yeah. <laughs> One a little better than other because it was wielded by Mark versus, you know, Stephen. Yeah, I think the people that are enjoying this the most are people going in completely cold on Moon Knight because I feel like it's completely created for them and people without any hangups or prior knowledge. Yeah, uh, really get a ton out of this, but which uh, is probably ner- true about people. all comic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, everybody has problems with, you know, every interpretation of most most comic book yeah. medium. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, you're probably right. Um, that, yeah, if you don't, if you go in cold, you don't have any baggage, you, you know, that's not my Mark Spector. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have that yeah. problem. Um, would you, how are you, where are you at two, two episodes in? Do you like it? Uh, I liked it. I, uh, the second episode quite a bit better than the first one. Um, you know, I see, I see where we're going now, both figuratively and <clears throat> literally. So yeah, I, I, I don't know how, how long it's going to take to get there or if we've got something else coming in, uh, like a, another character or any yeah. other things like that. But, uh. I'm excited. I, I've been enjoying it. It was it was definitely something I was like, okay, I, I have to watch this. So that was a good sign for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. Oh, and and while we were away, the DC round robin wrapped up its first round, and mixed bag. Um, we did not get our. I was right about everything. On, uh, we, we were not no. right about because I mean we were pretty close. You and I, we we were pretty much voting yeah. for the same thing. So we didn't win them all. Um, so first up, we had Hawkman and Hawkwoman versus Wildcat. And mm-hmm. we both said Hawkman and Hawkwoman, I believe. Correct. And we got that one right. So that moved on. Um, Woohoo. Uh, then we had the questions versus Constantine. <laughs> uh, you said in a walk that would be Constantine, and you were right about that. Yeah, Constantine, uh, just pencil it in in your final two. Yeah. Uh, then we have Suicide Squad Dark versus Justice League Redacted. I was I was Suicide Squad Dark, I believe. And when I heard a certain name, I went with Justice League Redacted. Yes, and it uh, looks like uh, Suicide Dark <clears throat> squeaked by. Um, a big bigger bummer gotcha. for me was the Firestorm losing to Kid Flash. Yeah, I don't get that. Wasn't happy about that. Uh, and and then I was also bummed that Green Lantern forever beat Black Canary. That was the one I called that we differed on. Yeah. And then uh, Ghost Tour from Hell uh, edged out Animal Man. Had that one. Yeah. And then the other Green Lantern beat Captain Carrot. Kind of knew that was coming. Uh, and then Superboy beat our boy Cyborg. Yeah. There's a lot of Superboy lovers out there, but I'm yeah. not in. Yeah. 
So now, uh, come with the second round, we get uh, cover images and uh, creative teams. So okay. So now uh, we know that <coughs> the Hawkman. We don't get creative teams of what was gone, though, right? No, we do not. Okay. Um, we get Hawkman and Hawkwoman by Kavon Scott and okay. Fico Osio. And Con- versus Constantine uh, by Frank Allen and Nick Varelli. So both pretty much unknowns in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, not really established. And so I'm going to go Constantine again. Same here, by far. Yeah. Then we have The Ghost Tour from Hell, written by T. Franklin, with art by Dominique Dome Stanton, uh, versus Green Lantern's and the night of the living forever, I think. And that's Cy Spurrier with art by Marco Santucci. So that's a challenge there. Um, and I, I think the Cy Spurrier is going to edge out Ghost Tour from Hell. And so I'm giving the edge to Green Lantern there. I'm going with Ghost Tour from Hell. Yep. Uh, and then we have Suicide Squad Dark is Zach Thompson on the writing and Gary Brown on art. So that's pretty much our first uh, one-two punch of a, of established writer and artist on a mm-hmm. comic. And then that's versus Kid Flash, which is Brandon Easton and art by Travis Mercer. So I'm get, definitely giving Suicide Squad Dark the edge over Kid Flash there. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then uh, <coughs> finally we have... The other Green Lantern, The Birth of Conspiracy, and that's Scott Brian Wilson with art by Skylar Partridge, Patridge, uh, versus Superboy, uh, The Man of Tomorrow, written by Kenny Porter with art by John Oy Lindsay. And, uh, Let's go, th- go ahead and re- eliminate both of those. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think I'm going to vote for Superboy there. Um, it is because I, I am I, Superboy as well. I don't want any more Green Lantern books. Yep, I'm Superboy as well. Yep. Um, so I, I, I know how to vote in Twitter. I do not. I don't think I figured out how to vote in Instagram, <laughs> and I'm not. I don't have the DC Universe app anymore, so I can't vote there. Um, so that the only way to do that is um, for Twitter for me, but. I, it's it's probably simple how you do it in Instagram. I just I was poking around and I was like I can't I can't figure it out. Um, but, but I think um, from what I understand, um, what they're going to do is after as this is going to they're going to collect votes a little longer on this one, and there'll be a longer pause because they're going to want a page. So you got you. So the people that move on to the final four from this round uh, will have to provide a page of 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 the comic, um, and then so the, that way when it doesn't get move on, it's even more heartbreaking. Yes, and then the round after that is a ten pager. Uh, so when when you're in the finals, you have to provide ten pages. Um, and I don't remember 
paint. I liked it better when it was just proof of concept versus proof of concept. Yeah, yeah, it seems... It, I like that, too. Um, from what I understand, though, uh, they said that they have plans for the losers. So, so this is irrelevant. Well, not really, because the plan could be you get to do a 10-page story in an anthology book. Mm. So you can take your yours and you can stick it in one of our quarterly anthologies. Or it can be um, a, a digital only. Or it can be a backup feature in another established comic. Or, you know, if we really liked it and it didn't win, you know, maybe it'll see the light of day down the road. But not likely. Um, yeah. They said um, also that, which I didn't realize, last year's winner, the Tim Seeley, completely ran on DC Universe Infinite first. And okay. then came out later in print. So, and turned out, based on their engagement levels of of people like us who talking about it and voting and um, it was, they were very excited about those engagement numbers and it actually drove traffic to DC universe, drove subscriptions, um, increased their market share and stuff. So uh, it was incredibly successful last year and already uh, the early returns are that there's more engagement and people are more excited about it this year. So, Gotcha. They definitely want to. The one thing they think is a shortcoming is they don't have good plans for the ones that don't win. They don't have firm plans for those, um, and they don't like the idea of them all just disappearing. But they want they want to be able to use them in some form or fashion, maybe in a smaller scale, not a full fledged six issue print series. Gotcha, or whatever Robbins was. So I like the idea. It's just they haven't, they haven't, they still haven't ironed it all all out yet. Um, and I, you know, I think there's a better way to like do the seeding. Um, like I think the Green Lanterns concepts should have been up against each other. You know, there should have okay. been, you know, one Green Lantern concept should move on. You shouldn't have multiple brackets with Green Lanterns coming in. That makes me mad. Gotcha. It doesn't make you angry at all. No. You're fine with it. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. All right. Okay. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know if we'll have results by next week or not. I'll have to check on that uh, to see when those results come in. I think they wanted a little bit longer for the next couple of rounds because of the fact that they're, they've got to do pages. Okay. Uh, so it might take a little longer. So we'll see. Um, but I do like the idea that um, they they seem to have a better plan this time, and they're sharing more information with us. It was kind of mis- kind of mysterious before. Now, if we have time, let's slide over and take a look at some image previews for what is it, June? Uh, yeah, April for May June release. So, of course, Drew and I like to go through the previews catalog, talk about the kind of things that are piquing our interest that we think we're going to order, and share that with you as well as just read through a few things and sometimes make fun of art. So, we're going to start in Image, which is page 40 of your big old book. 
of previews. And we are starting with Clementine, OGN trade paperback book number one. Of course, Clementine is the character created in the Walking Dead Telltale video game series that I played and loved. And here we have um, a trifecta. We have three different stories, I believe, collected within this. So, yeah, 256. Yeah, 256 pages of that. Continued Clementine stuff and uh, written by Tilly Walden. I don't think all those were in that anniversary issue. Correct. I, I agree. Yeah, they're not. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool. <clears throat> in book one, Clementine discovers new allies, new rivals, and new love. But as the group tries to build a walker-free settlement in an abandoned ski resort, they soon discover that the biggest threat to their survival is each other. If you've read The Walking Dead, we've known that for a long time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we slide into The Closet, uh, number one. It's a three-issue series by James the IV, with art by Gavin Fullerton and Chris O'Halloran. It's a horror book. Seems to be all Tinian's doing now. Yeah, this is a tale of existential familiar horror, familial, familial horror, family horror, um, <laughs> and that has Tom moving cross-country with his family and dragging the past along with them. His son Jamie is seeing monsters in the bedroom closet and will not let them go. We're fans of Nice House on the Lake, um, which we are. And it's a no-risk title for retailers. It's only three ninety-nine. It's thirty-two pages. Hey, there you go. Yeah, full color. And it's a it's a James Tinian, and uh, he's he's hit on all cylinders, man. He's got it. He's got it figured out. Yes, he does. Interesting art for a horror. Yeah, it looks a little bit like Outcast to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that a lot. Maybe it's just the main character. He kind of has that look. <laughs> He's no Kyle. Yeah, I would. I would definitely check this out. There you go. Did you ever watch that when it was on Cinemax? I made it through quite a few, actually. Yes. Did, did you watch like the like the a whole first season or the whole yep. second season or first season? I didn't make it any farther than that. I lost just, just, just kind of lost track season. of when it was coming out. Yep. Yep. I never finished the first season. And I always wanted to circle back around to it. I didn't know if it was good or not. So did you enjoy it? Yes, I did. I very much did. Very cool. Uh, public Domain, number one. This is writer-artist Chip Zdarsky. And I think this is something that came out of um, his work over on Substack. Uh, so this was like a Substack release that they might have already had. Um, and now it's coming out here, which, you know. That's fine. You know, you guys wanted to subscribe to his newsletter. You Sure, you get it first. But I don't mind waiting a little bit. Yeah. It's 40 pages, three ninety nine. It's a humor book because Chip's funny. It's a comic about comics. Yeah, Sid Dallas is responsible for pop culture's greatest hero, The Domain, but his son Miles... And David have a complicated relationship with both the creation and their creator. Can they convince their dad to fight for the family's legacy? Fun and heartfelt series where comic creators aren't properly acknowledged or compensated for their creations. 
crazy, I know. Hi, it's me, Chip. I'm writing this solicitation. <laughs> it's a comic about comics. You did it again, Chip. Clear off your Eisner shelf. Great stuff. So um, I happen to vibe with Chip sense of humor pretty well. I like his his what he's putting down. And so I think I'll like this maybe a lot more than others might. Um, who don't get his sense of humor. Hopefully we steer it towards the sex criminals. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the way he wrote, the way he, he draws, of course, it's very reminiscent of his sex criminals art. They give you a lot of pages here. Yeah. And that um, it looks like his his fraction interpretation. It's almost like he's putting Matt Fraction back into this again. I love what they did on uh, the the one page thing there, where you see the comic shop and comics is written in tiny font, and then it says comics, toys, and cards. <laughs> I didn't and catch comics that. It's just a tiny I bit of real estate, but that. toys and cards is the yeah. Pretty awesome. I love that kind of yeah. So this looks great. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Skybound presents After School number one of a four-issue series. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead writing this with Greg Hinkle and Giovanna Nero on art. A 40-page, $5 miniseries premiere. Love Greg Hinkle. Series. I love Greg Hinkle. What do I know him from? Ah, oh, that Airboy series. Gotcha. James Robinson. And this says Aaron Moorhead is from Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Nora's anxiety prevents her from approaching high school with any degree of confidence. That is, until she adopted Jamie, an emotional sport dog, with a winning smile and a killer secret. But just how far will Nora go to keep her new life? Nice. Doug Wagner writing Beware the Eye of Odin with Tim Odlin on our another four issue series. So we are hitting the four issue series is, is, is pretty hard here in image. Forty eight pages on this one, five dollars. This is a fantasy mythology retelling is the category. <clears throat> when a Viking prince finds the eye of Odin, he must return it to its rightful owner or face a death of boils and decay. But this, but his side, but his side, are a one-armed. Oh, by his side are a one-armed warrior past his prime, and a female warrior convinced she's a Valkyrie. Monstrous mayhem ensues. Hmm. What do you think? I like the art. Yeah, this is the kind of thing that I kind of like. These kind of things, yeah. the mythology things. Uh, the Witcher meets Headlopper. Interesting, but with Vikings. So. Yeah, this seems right up my alley if they keep it humorous and fun. Mm -hmm. But, again, why make this a four-issue? Ah. Yeah, just launch it as an ongoing, see what happens, you mean? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Let me put my love behind it and tell me you're going to do the same. Yeah. Uh, we have Do a Power Bomb, uh, so w number one of seven issues. Odd number for a miniseries. Um, it's a little too much for a trade, so... But look who's writing. Look who's hard. Yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson doing both. It's a 32-pager, three ninety nine, Action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi from the creator of Murder, Murder Falcon. Yep. L Lona 
Steel Rose wants to be a pro wrestler, but she's living under the shadow. Shadow of her mother, the best to ever do it. Everything changes when a wrestling-obsessed necromancer... Necromancer? Necromancer. Necromancer, necromancer. Asks her to join the grandest pro wrestling tournament of all time, which is also the most dangerous. It's the the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z. Oof. Oof. Gonna be you lost me there. Gonna, you had me before you brought Dragon Ball Z into the uh, yeah, It's going to be tough. I mean, I mean, I love that he got the passion for this material, but I don't know if I, I would I'll dig it as much as someone with, with a passion for that that sort of material. Do a power bomb. Ooh, Kyle, look at that. Your boy Jai yes. Lee. You can tell by the art right off the bat. Jai Lee covers and art Robert Windham and Kelvin Mao. Image doing a lot of hey, let's put two writers on a thing now. So I'm curious about that. Jai Lee returns to create her own comics with his first new title since nineteen ninety four, a seven issue limited series. Delph is a young man who may be the second coming of Christ runs for his life as he attempts to learn the truth behind his very existence. The Fugitive means the Book of Revelations. Oh, wow. high-octane thriller. That's a mashup. Um, <laughs> I am in, based on the font alone. The font did it. Look at that Seven Sons up top. Y- Look at that. Yep. Just that. That's just dope. It is. It is right. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jai Lee art. You know, Jai Lee art, and it's great. And then you look in the cover A and cover B have no difference but color. And I'm like, come on, Jai. Yeah, that is, that is he phoned that one in a little. Yeah. And it's a 1 in 25 and a 1 in 50. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. But yeah, we get we get a little taste there. It looks looks pretty good. Uh, Sins of the Black Flamingo, number one. A five-issue series. From writer Andrew Wheeler and Travis Moore on art. 32 pages, three ninety-nine miniseries premiere. Action, adventure, crime, mystery, horror, occult, noir, Miami sleaze. Sebastian Harlow is the black flamingo, a, fl- a flamboyant and narcissistic thief who gets his kick stealing mystic artifacts from the wealthy and corrupt of Miami's occult underground. When his latest job leads him to the biggest score so far, the hedonistic outlaw discovers something he wasn't looking for, something to believe in. Um, a supernatural-infused occult heist series that's best described as Hellblazer meets Midnight Mass, perfect for fans of Lucifer. Gotcha. Is Art's giving me uh, Wicked and Divine, or not? Yeah. Yeah. Is giving I me Wicked and Divine vibes a little bit. I can see so. that. And that's not just because Karen Gillan has a blurb here, but just... And then it seems a little heavy on dialogue. From first mm-hmm. glance, it's a little, oh, gosh, yes, a little it, yeah. wordy. Yeah. yeah, that could be daunting. Oh, Donny Cates, look at you now! Crossover number one, three D special. Imagine everything you thought was fantasy now real. Now join us in a world where reality is dead and anything is possible. So we got issue one of Crossover. Uh, only in 3D and only nine dollars. Hmm. So this. Okay. So they did put an all new story in there. Oh, did they? Okay. 
Because if it's just the first issue... Uh, Plus an all-you story, also in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Goes like, who cares? So we got 48 pages plus the cover. What is the original episode one? 32 pages. So we got a 16-page bonus. Yeah, I don't know. Does um, 3D work in digital? Reading digitally? You ain't getting the glasses. Well, let's say you had the glasses. Yes. <coughs> wow. Oh, Eric Silvestri's given us a Cyber Force uh, 30th anniversary commemorative edition. Um, man, it's 90s goodness right there, isn't it? Yes, it are. Holy moly. Yeah, you know, we used to line up for these. We used to wait in a line for these folks. <laughs> Good for him. 30 years. Founding father of Image. Uh, then we have the Phalanx. P-H-A-L-A-N-X. Phalanx? It's a one-shot mm-hmm. from Jonathan Luna, who I'm a big fan of. Um, inspired since 1992 by the series that launched Image Comics, writer and artist Jonathan Luna creates an homage to honor its 30th anniversary with the Fallon. Okay, so this exists from back then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Spur is a mercenary in modern-day Los Angeles, chases a mysterious villain, and finds herself going through a portal and running into a famous superhero team. They realize they have a common goal. Okay, I don't remember the phalanx existing 30 years ago. but 30 years ago, yeah. No. Spawn, I do. Spawn number one, anniversary, flank, sketch, sketch, sketch cover. Um, that's going to that's gonna sell, right? Yeah, re-release number one. I think you kind of got to do this. White cover. It's going to be tough to get a 9.8, but do her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cons are opening back up. Todd's always out and about signing stuff. Perfect. Perfect fit. Uh, there's definitely going to be a one-per-store variant of this or something weird or something direct from... Yeah, yeah this does seem um, not not enough... Undermarketed. Undermarketed. Yeah. Not enough cash grab uh, variants on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do Super Freaks, a one-shot. Yawn. This is um, a ton of people on this anthology yes. read print. <laughs> um, it celebrates 10 years of the Savage Dragon Fincast, the Savage Fincast podcast. So we're not celebrating the anniversary of the comic. We're celebrating the anniversary of the podcast celebrating the comic. Yeah, yeah. So um, for fans of Savage Dragon, they'll like that. So this is not for fans of Savage Dragon. This is fans for fans of Savage Dragon's podcast. Well, if you're a fan, if you're a super fan of Savage Dragon, you're probably a fan of this. <laughs> it's possible. I'm guessing. Uh, Undiscovered Country Destiny Man Special uh, dropped off this book, so I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, but it's. I think uh, I think Image has changed the way they're letting people release on their protocol anymore. You either have to be two writers or a writer who does the art as well. There's really no middle of the road on anything here. <laughs> you have noticed a trend. I saw. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. You either do it all or you got to have a, a, co, a co-writer with you. A co-writer, We don't yeah. trust you to write it on your own. 
Oh, wait, though. There's Jim Arcudi doing the creep, but that's a trade. Yeah, that that was the old style, yeah. not in their new style. Now. now, I don't remember this. Okay, so it's long unavailable. The creep stories originally published in Dark Horse Presents. John Arcudi's bringing them over and collecting them at Image. And so I missed this. Dale Eaglesham doing art with Brian O'Connell. And it's crime noir. Mystery. Uh, Axel Carnahos is a private detective like no other. With the face of a brute and the broken heart of a child, he navigates the mean streets of 1980s Manhattan in four neo-noir tales that test his courage, his wits, and his ethical core. Um, I think I think I'd like that. So it's uh, 96 pages, so it's trade paperback, but it's essentially three issues for 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Four stories, th- 10 bucks. I like it. There you go. Girl Scouts, eh. It's not me. <laughs> They're collecting Joe Hill's Rain as a hardcover. Yeah, I, I think I'm on a, one through five. Yeah, so that should be interesting to see how that that finishes. Spawn one oh one through one fifty in this compendium volume three. Sixty dollars, but that is a lot of spawn, man. Did um, Kirkman invent the compendium? I am unaware. Or is it, did it exist before Walking Dead? I'm not sure. The first compendium I ever read was Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, but... me too. But I don't know if it was like in other forms. Because, you know, there have been omnibuses, omnibuy, that were pretty lengthy. I don't know if they were 48 issues lengthy, though. Yeah. But a heck of a deal. You're getting 50 issues... Yeah. For sixty bucks, if you're getting any kind of pre-order discount, you're getting less than a dollar an issue. Yep. That is a good value. Good guy, McFarland continues to keep up. Yep. Uh, Ant five, Aerosmith six, blood. The end of Aerosmith. Yep. Bloodstained teeth three, Deadly Class. I like that cover B. Deadly Class fifty five. Uh, this is part seven of a fond farewell. So we are saying goodbye to everybody, which is cool. Yeah. So I'm guessing we're going to end at sixty. <laughs> sixty seems to be the, you know, that's that's why the last man, several mm-hmm. others that hit sixty, scalp <coughs> the sixty, right? That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Department of Truth at 19, 8 Billion Genies, number 2 of 8. Um, We were looking forward to this first issue, so I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how she goes. Farmhand pops back over for issue 18. Oh, wow, yeah. I don't... Is this the first one he's, he's been back? It's been a while, it seems like. Firepower 21. Really like that, David. Finch yeah, that is good. Gunslinger, Slinger, Spawn, Hell Cop, eight. Homesick Pilots, fifteen. I hate this place, or f this place, or if you buy, <laughs> uh, depending on which version you buy from Kyle Starks. Ice Cream Man, thirty-one. Love that cover, B. 
the melty melty face yeah image number three i forgot about that yeah that's that'll be good hey that's our dude from uh rumble (sighs) yes rumble that's awesome philadelphia 23 king spawn 11 lego ninjago kyle's worst pick of the week ever right there (laughs) you don't know i don't about that Skybound property, which absolutely means don't. already in I do know that you struggled to pick that one, so I'm going to make fun of you about it. <laughs> there you go. Little Monsters Four. I haven't read the second issue yet. Necromancer. That's <laughs> true. Necromancer. Uh, Loaded Bible. Blood of My Blood. Four of Six. Manifest Destiny. Number forty-eight. What does Res mean? Resolicit. Oh. So this is the series finale and not enough people cared. (laughs) Yeah. Or we need a little more time. It's only 32 pages, so it's not like they added much. Mm. Interesting. See, this is why we have two two writers now. (laughs) Yeah, so, hmm, okay. And it could be that one of them was delayed. Yeah, let's kick it. Yeah. We're We're just... yeah. Riding the ship for this, yeah, because this is also a June 29th release, so at the very yeah. end, of <laughs> resolicit, the, uh, and we're going to give you the whole month to because once yeah, it's no. over, it's over, yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, Metal Society 2, Zach Kaplan book, I'm excited about that one. Monstrous pops back over for issue 41, New Burn number eight, Radiant Black 16. Radiant Red for uh, Righteous Thirst of, for Vengeance. Still, still crushing. Such a good book. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Rogue Sun, number five. Saga 60. What's going on there? Landmark 60th. Will the Landmark si- Yeah. Well, the landmark 60th issue of Saga, and with Triumph or Tragedy for Hazel and her family, this may be a season finale of Saga, but the most emotional series in comics is only getting started. Season finale? Oh, yeah, they're going to go back to their um, old cadence. Uh, he talked about it. Okay, so this, this trade, month, off, month trade, back. Be- month off, back in. So ah, I will I allow know, it. But still, I mean, you had three years. You could put you could put a year together of issues, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. I guess not. But still, I'll take it. Yeah. It ain't broke. Savage Dragon two sixty two, Scorch seven, Silver Coin eleven, Slumber number four, Spawn three thirty one. Oh, Born, Bjorn Baron. Yes. The covers are done. Uh, Stillwater fourteen. Glad to see that still trucking along. Uh, Mirka Andolfo's Sweet Paprika ends with its twelfth and final issue. Yeah. To be announced, cover B. To be announced, cover C. To be announced, yeah. cover D. And that Texas blood comes back after its Christmas special. We took several months off, and we're back with issue fourteen, um, with the start of a new. Mystery. Can't wait. That'll be that'll be awesome too. There you go. 
Town Collard Terror 3 from Steve Niles. Twig number 2. This is that new Scotty Young that we haven't read yet, but Kyle Strom on the art. Uh, Mercandolfo is now doing Unnatural Blue Blood, a continuation of that Unnatural series from uh, a couple years ago. Walking Dead Deluxe. We keep getting Walking Deads, and we're we're still rocking. You thought it'd be down to one or two covers oh, yeah. by this time, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. We got four on 40 and three on 41, so we're still giving options. Yep, and then... Um... Yeah, so we're still in the prison. Mm-hmm. I forgot just it's how long that going. prison is. We're still we're still in the prison. And I'm I don't where am I? What am I reading? I think I just read like thirty five, thirty six, something like that. And mm-hmm. Governor hasn't even found the prison yet. So we've been there for a while. <laughs> and then if you remember, look by the look of the cover of forty one, that's where they mm-hmm. they had. Carol was trying to get Carol. The character of Carol was so awful in the in the books. She was, she was trying horrible. to get into a throuple with Rick and what was the <laughs> Lori? Rick and Lori. And Lori was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you can't no." And then she just. I think she then she was like sleeping with Ty- Tyrese, and then she just like went crazy. And like, did suicide by zombie, um, and yeah, like a totally different departure from what she is on the in the TV show. Well, it's 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 essentially there's two reactions to being an abused person, and this is one way to to handle being abused. You kind of do this, and then the TV's the other. Reaction you know, I never thought of that. So the writers like, okay, you went one way, but. Let's go the other way with her and have her become a badass. Yeah. Which was a much better yeah. better way to take it. <laughs> Correct. Uh, what's the furthest place from here, number eight? Um, That's We don't get any more... Uh, doesn't look no like vinyl. it. I wonder if that means sales were not uh-huh. great. Well, I, I, I was... I was waiting for an artist. I know we're going underground, but somebody I've at least heard of tangentially. Yeah. I never, I never got there. ZVRC, <clears throat> Zombies versus Robot Classics. The final issue that it's four of four. And um, so what issue was Newburn on? I just, I got, I got my letter in the back of the last issue that just came out, and um, ah, cool. They made fun of me because yeah <laughs> New so one, he made eight. fun of me because the name of his letters column is New Burning Questions and I didn't have any questions wow. in my letter I was just like it's like you, guys, you just don't get it you don't get how this works and so they kind of busted my chops a little bit um, <laughs> but, but it was fun it was fun <laughs> to get in there Newburn <laughs> exactly. fishing for fame, uh, but but my goodness, uh, <coughs> image crushed it. This is uh, this is my idea of a previews. So either get yourself a writing partner or start drawing your own book. And image has it is weird, but I mean, I think if you look closer, <laughs> maybe the new titles are all two writers, but a, a lot of the existing Correct. ones. 
Again, I'm talking yeah, you, about you what think, they you, changed you think, like, to, not what they were in the past. The I don't. Mm-hmm. I know what they're doing. They're doing these short series by two authors, and then once those short series are over, they have two options of people to write, you know, colon spinoff titles, or they could do them concurrently with two different writers on two different spinoff titles and milk it more. Yeah. Yeah. The Sins of the Black Flamingo was just Andrew Wheeler. Yep. So, but that was the only one. one. I think everybody else was, was multiple. So, yeah. <laughs> or, or a, a solitary yeah. artist writer. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting to see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super interested in Clementine in that Walking Dead spinoff. Yeah. I, I it, really did like you finish character. the Telltale so, series of video games? So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't think... One and two, yeah. So you'll know more of her story than someone who hasn't done that because uh, I think this... Correct. What I understand, the comics pick up after the Telltales. So you don't really get her origin. You got that in the the games. So that's kind of cool. Support for Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate in men's hygiene. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code C4FAP at manscaped.com. I've been with Manscaped since the 1.0, and now we're on the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest trimmer ever. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproofed and also has an LED spotlight for more precision shaving. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code C4FAP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code C4FAP. That's the letter C, the number 4, F-A-P, at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Know that Comics Heating Up now has cover prices top 20 again, right? Yeah, they got them for us. So let's start with rank number 10. Black number one from Black Mass, 2016's deadline recently reported the first Purge Helmer, Gerard McMurray, to adapt Black for Warner Brothers Studios. We hunt uh, 200 bucks for CGC 9.8. Fair market value of $39 for a Raw on that one. At rank nine, we have Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, Job of the Hut number one. There's a Bernard Chang variant on that one as we frequently note star wars comics are ripe with first appearances of characters that we barely can pronounce due to this it does doesn't take much to help a star wars book trend recent highlights around this issue and its various variants are a perfect perfect example of this this issue features the first full appearance of the bounty hunter deva lompop it's unknown if we'll see her in future content however her fun and unique look make her a recent fan favorite. We tracked 20 sales of this. Fair market value of 12 bucks and a CGC 9.8. $100. Is she the one with the rainbow hair and the green skin? You got it. At 
number eight, we have point one, number one from 2011 on Marvel. There's a rumor that both the Richard Rider and Sam Alexander versions of Nova are in active development. Sam Alexander's first appearances in this issue, super hot, 32 copies, $400 for CGC 9.8 and fair market value on Rawls around the $40 mark. Detective Comics 647. From 1992, last week Variety reported that Gotham Knights CW pilot casts Anne Lore as Stephanie Brown. We talked about spoiler a couple weeks ago. Not spoiler, but her name the spoiler. She has also held the moniker of both Robin and Batgirl. It's unknown what role she will reprise, but either way, $60 for a raw copy on this Detective Comics. 647. Nova number one from 1976. While Sam Alexander as Nova is unconfirmed to appear in the current in-developed Nova project, Richard Ryder's Nova is almost a sure thing. This first appearance in this issue has been trending ever since Kevin Feige first announced it several years ago. CGC 9.6 at $750, and we are moving with 42 copies already on the secondary now, how many? Didn't we have Nova Corps in the <clears throat> Guardians movies? We did not have Nova necessarily, but we did have the Nova Corps, and we're not aware if that. We know that uh, Thanos went there and wiped them out, but we don't know to what extent. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So, we shall see. At rank five, we have Moon Knight number one from 1980. 89 more copies, so. Man. Yeah. CGC 900 or 9.8 for $800 now. Dang. So it'd be more. <laughs> it will be. <clears throat> ASM 93, the 1 in 25 variant that just came out. $70 for a raw. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Chasm. All right, I don't care. Sorry. Don't care about Chasm. We also... Man, I'm over Ben Riley. I was over Ben Riley in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, rank number three, Amazing Spider-Man 93. This is the Arthur Adams regular cover. While not wholly celebrated over this new path for Ben Riley, fans were still all over this first appearance of Chasm. Uh, $20 for a run. And we have the Patrick Gleason Webhead variant of this. $25 for a raw copy there. And, of course, Batman Beyond, The White Knight, number one. This issue introduces several new appearances that could turn into key bat roles. It's also a fantastic read. However, it's currently trending due to cameo appearances of Red Hood's sidekick, a new Robin. It was quickly the hottest book of the week with 268 copies sold, $34 for a raw copy. And if I remember correctly, uh, it, they, were, they, were, they were having trouble getting books out, right? Yeah. Do you know if that turned around? I don't know. I don't know that. Um, 268 moved, though. That's pretty significant. Yeah, that's if, pretty much if you yeah. had it, sold it. At rank 11, we have Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 13 from 2019. This is the first appearance of Billy Morales, uh, who is the sister of Miles, will take the mantle of Spider-Smasher in the upcoming Miles Morales, Spider-Man 38. This has given her first appearance as a kid a big boost, but only 12 copies moved. And a high sale of 75 bucks for a raw. Nova number one comes in at rank 12. This is from 2013. This is the Sam Alexander helmed uh, Nova that we enjoyed so much back then. Uh, 15 copies moved with a high sale of $164.99 for a CGC 98. <laughs> uh, rank 13, we have New Avengers number 40 from 2008. 
This issue falls from number one all the way down to 13. It was trending two weeks ago because of Amelia Clark perhaps playing Varanki, the Scrawl Queen. Still unconfirmed, and, but at 22 copies uh, more sold with a high sale of 55 bucks for a raw. At rank 14, we have Strange Academy number 16 from 2022. This issue features the first full appearance of Howie, a werewolf-like character with possible ties to Werewolf by Night. Note, note that he appears in cool. multiple panels in issue number 10, which will lead to debate on whether issue 16 should even be deemed his first appearance. Uh-huh. Drew's He's favorite. A selling and a high sale of 15 bucks for a raw. So, multiple panels? That's more than a cameo. Right? <laughs> so, his, his first yeah. appearance is 10. But I've been wrong before. <laughs> uh, rank 15, Ghost Rider number 31 from 1992. This is Midnight Sun's connection. And uh, it, this stuff is heating up. Uh People are putting together the Midnight Suns as Moon Knight. Now that now that he's in the MCU, they're going to pull John Barenthal's Punisher into there, a Ghost Rider, of course, and uh, there's another character they were going to pull into this Midnight Suns thing. So it's getting some some momentum. I don't know if it's going to ever pan out for that, but uh, people are excited about the possibility, which I didn't. I don't think Moon Knight was part of it originally, was he? I don't know. Uh, anyway, 18 hmm, copies of this comic sold, and uh, we got $33 for a raw copy out of it. At rank 16, something is killing the children, number 21. The Jenny Frizen Virgin Bloody One Per Store variant. Um, we were excited about this one when we saw it. The high sale of 125 for a raw, oh, yeah. 31 copies moved. Uh, the 1 in 50 Virgin variant of the same comic comes in at rank 6, 17 um, and sold 14 additional copies with a high sale of 70 bucks for a Raw. Um, but the Raw sales have finally settled to around 50 bucks, which is about what they sell for um, from some comic shops. Uh, rank 18, Voltron number 1 from 1985. Moved 15 copies and a high sale of $648.67 for a CGC 9.8. So people excited about the Voltron. The Voltron possibilities. Oh, yeah. The Voltron. Uh, 19, we have Ultimate Fallout 4. Let's see where Miles has skyrocketed to at this point. 17 copies moved. (laughs) A high sale of $3,375 for a CGC 9.8. And Black Panther number three comes in at rank 20 from 2022. Uh, this is moving 15 copies with a high sale of $250 for CGC 9.8 because this is Tosin. So that does anything for you. And there were some big um, comics that sold this week from Heritage Auctions. They sold... Um, a Fantastic Four number one sold for $1.5 million. Uh, Dark Knight Returns cover sold for 264000 
There were records for Kirby, Kurtzman, and Richard Corbin. A near-mint copy of Com of Captain America Comics number one sold for $3.12 million at Heritage to become the world's most one of the world's most valuable comic books. So, yeah, so that's some really nuts. big numbers, which I can still dream about someday finding one of those in a, at a yard sale or something. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's do that some FOC awesome. digging, Kyle. Maybe we can get tomorrow's comics that's worth $3.12 million. <laughs> yeah, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few things to our order. Maybe check out some last second art or anything else we need to make our final decisions. We get a nice little list from our LCS at Deep Discount and Cowabunga Comics. And let's go through some of our DC offerings. We have Batman number one, two, three. I mean, I, they all look good. They all look pretty solid. The Del Auto is kind of striking. I like the... Yeah, Shadow War Part Oh yeah. And we talked about Batman Beyond the White Knight number one. We of course have second printings on both the cover A and the one in twenty five. Yeah. I've gotta read that one. Let's see what the deal is. Last chance to get killing time number three of six with its three covers. They are still able to keep reprinting and putting out this Batman Court of Owls mask and book set. And it is still continuing to sell. They're doing <laughs> right? it time after time after time. It is still dope. But it is continuing to be relevant. Yep. Looks good on the shelf. Yeah, yep. it really does. And a heck of a discount. You can get it for less than 18 bucks if you're ordering. Scout Comics gives us Code 45, number one. Interesting. There are dragons lurking in the tunnels beneath Montreal city streets. Ooh, what could that be? Mm. Egged also gets a number one. So this is um, what is this in print? Oh, it's the comic experience. Comics experience. Yeah, yeah that's Ada Andy Schmidt. That's his his um, imprint. So it's nice to see uh, those those coming out. And I didn't realize that those were lunar lunar distributed. Doing Vox as well. Vox number one. It's an interesting looking book. Flashpoint Beyond number one of six with uh, four covers. That that um, Flash cover is pretty pretty crazy. Looks like it's shattering some kind of multiverse. That's Todd Knock on the cover. And it looks like a, a doozy with like every character you ever knew on it. The last one star squadron. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Yeah, six out of six, the last one. We are still picking up the wreckage of this house every single one. That's awesome. Uh, Jurassic League, number one, the Daniel Warren Johnson book where the Ju Justice League is reinterpreted as dinosaurs. Yes. That could go a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Most of them bad. <sighs> the, yeah, it could go, yeah. yeah. And then the Nubia Coronation special. There, I think there's five or six covers for that one. Another um, comics experience release is Vox number one. 
Mm. And then Vault's giving us West of Sundown. That's the second printing, sorry. With their yeah, second issue. They, we do get, I was going to say, we get uh, a bunch, we get the second issue with a 10 Sealy Cover C as well. Yeah. And then as we scroll on over to Image FOC, we're, we're seeing uh, Deadly Class 52, Firepower power 20. We're going to do that um, image first for Astro mm -hmm. City. So you got to get that again. That's kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of image firsts. <coughs> yeah, so if you missed out on pretty much anything, <laughs> you can get those number ones for a buck. The last issue of Monkey Meat, its fifth issue. By Juniba. And there's uh so there's Manifest Destiny forty six. It has a re it has a resolicit on it as well. Yeah, we're just lining things yeah. up. And then that first issue of Metal Society with its four, five, six covers. It's a lot, a lot of, covers. of covers. It is Zach Kaplan though. I'm a big fan of him, so the sci-fi series Blade Runner meets Rocky. I don't know if I love that comparison. Where are we going after Image? Uh, Dark Horse. So we won't be there very long. <laughs> Is it an Avatar comic coming out from them? And that's the blue Avatar. We got two more movies coming out. Untold Story starring popular Avatar heroine Grace Augustine. And IDW gives us a uh, free pass graphic novel, which I'm not familiar with that product. Some, I really like that 10 copy incentive on TMNT's ongoing. Oh, really? I don't have that one. Yeah, it's just a good... <laughs> of course, we don't get the easy nope, cover nope. ahead of time. Marvel's going to give us uh, the symbol of truth, number one. It's your last chance to secure your copy of that first issue. And we were Gambit excited about one. the Gambit. Yeah. And that Momoko's not too bad. So, no, it's not at all. Claremont writing, Sid Cotian yep. art. Uh, we're getting a, a Rob Liefeld doing a Moon Knight. For number 11, I get my first issue in facsimile, and uh, an Asian American Pacific Islander heritage variant, and a Mana Scrawl variant from Midnight. I mean, uh, the embarrassment of riches this week for FOC. Yeah, no doubt. In Midnight. So, classic Liefeld Moon Knight cover. Feet are covered up by a ledge, and no pouches. So I'm 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 disappointed in two regards. <laughs> Nothing from which, dynamite. Which what if is this Miles Morales? Which one is this? One? Oh. oh, it's the oh, it's the Hulk, isn't it? Oh yes, the Hulk. Yes. All right, all right, all right. It's not bad. 
Nothing from Dynamite. Boom gives us Grim number one. And Dune the Waters of Canley number one. Mm hmm. Once in Future number 25. Yep. And Mora. Back half, we're getting a uh, new Archer and Armstrong from Valiant, which we both kind of liked that originally. Yeah, they're they're well written. They're fun. Yeah, might might be fun to revisit that. I haven't read of Valiant in years. Dogs so. of London from Aftershock Comics, Peter Milligan and Articida, A R T E C I D A on art. Blind Alley from Behemoth Comics, <laughs> um, and then Broken. Our code 45, number one, from Scout. Devil's Highway from AWA. It's a new volume and a new number one. Then Aftershock's giving us Dogs of London, number one. Just told you. You did? Yep. Did you like that cover? It's I Sweden. do. Although it's not anthropomorphic. They're just comparing them yeah. to dogs. So you're going to confuse some people, but I'm okay. Very cool. What's What's Red Room doing? Ugh, bloody covers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am going to go with my buddy, Zach Kaplan, doing, um, what's that metal book? Damn it. What's it called? Oh, wow. What's it called? Metal Society. Metal, metal Society. Society. I'm going to go with cover A. I am doing Gambit, and as much as I like the Momoko, um, and the Williams is actually pretty cool as well. Cover A is probably where it's at. Yeah, I'm going to stick with cover A. But man, I like that Williams variant. Scott Williams variant as well. Nice. So, Gamut 1, cover A. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics, um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number oh 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 one. We are the we were the very first <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic customer service wise. Discounts they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Over and above uh, customer service wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile. So responsive, getting instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about, about it. That's kind of cool. Really quality experience. So... We, we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount, and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm -hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list, just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive 
cowabunga mm-hmm. variants. Amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you now you know. All right, let's take a look at what the good folks at CBSI have to say. Yeah, our good friends have a top ten over at comicbookinvest.com. And let's start with their very number one book. Something is Killing the Children, number 21, Drew. But this time it's the Nick Robles wow. variant, worth over $200. Let's all imagine that the publishers only produce one or two variants for some of these books. We could love them and collect them and not get burnt out on them. When everything's a variant, maybe nothing's really a variant. Yeah, that is a good-looking book. At rank two, Spider-Punk number one, the, the Takashi Okazi, one in 50 variant, already up to 80 or $90. Love the look of this cover, but am I the only one wondering how somebody with a mask on blows a bubble? Wow, Drew. At rank three, Vision and Scarlet Wish 12. I would say it's not an aberration to say I have touched this a, a different version of this comic book 40 times. 40 <laughs> different. <laughs> oh boy, this is convoluted. Stated as a first appearance of Wiccan and Speed. This is not that. Two babies that turned out not to be real. If I were investing in these two characters, I would stick to the Young Avengers books. This book has been roller coaster for prices over the last six months and is currently $40 or $50 for a raw. <laughs> Man, I'll bet you I put yeah. so many... I bet... I'll bet you I have 10 of them behind me. And probably sold them, and you probably sold multiples for like less than five bucks, for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Jeez. Huh, that's awesome. At rank four, Strange Academy number 16. Of course, this is our uh, Howie, our werewolf boy. Um, $20 for the cover of uh, cover A. Marvel Spotlight 28, Drew. If you can't get werewolf by night 32 then this is your next option although it isn't really affordable either a 9.8 will already run you four grand there are so many moon bite books that are selling like crazy now but they are but they are all pretty much below what they were hitting two months ago which like i said before the trend seems to be um as you get actors and people attached and the hype builds seems to be your best time i sold i sold mine for 80 bucks Drew, how did we miss number six? Red Room Trigger Warning is number two. Oi. We didn't We didn't miss it. I was excited about it, but I couldn't pick it for anything because it was a one in ten. That's right. By your own rule. King Conan number three, the one in 25. Bazaldal variant. $120 already. Ah, controversy. Apparently the story is offensive to some, and Jason Aaron has already apologized. Definitely not stirring anything up, and definitely not downplaying this if it is truly bad, but couldn't half the books on this list be offensive to many groups of people? Yes. Well, half. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons, number two, the one in 25, design variant, 50 to $60 already. These faux leather books look classy. Not sure about the peel, but what do we all know? I prefer an actual Wonder Woman cover of Wonder Woman on the book, but ha, to each their own. Yeah, weird. West of Sundown, number one, the one per store variant, 30 bucks. Don't know much about this title, but people seem to want... Uh, HOS 92 homages, which is House of Secrets, I think, right? Yeah, House of Secrets, yeah. 
Captain Marvel number 16 from 2004. $90 already for raw copies. If the rumors are true and the Guardians of the Galaxy team as we know it will change, this would seem to be a good pick to join. But let's be realistic. Part 3 doesn't even come out until May of 2023. Part 4, if there is one, wouldn't hit until 2026. That is a really deep spec play at the moment. Maybe not worth your money. No kidding. Honorable mentions, Red Sonia number one from 2013, the third print from this Gail Simone book. Multiple sales this week for a pretty hard-to-find third print. $100. Don't know if you're checking or not, but many Frizen, Red Sonia, and Vampirello covers are cycling back up and selling really well. Yeah, I have... Wasn't like this a quarter book, the first print of this? The first print, yeah. Because, I mean, it was only a $1 book when it came out. Oh, that's what you cut, yeah. Not a, not a quarter book, a dollar book. Yeah, I remember that. The All Story, October 1912. Ignoring Golden Age this week and going further back, the first appearance of Tarzan, a very low-grade copy that is hanging on by a thread, sold for forty-eight grand this week. It's amazing to me that this artwork looks like it could be on the cover in 2022. It's incredible. Look at that thing. It's fallen apart. Yeah. And still got 50 grand out of it. That's fantastic. Ooh, that's nuts. That's so cool. All right. Let's um, let's take a look at uh, Sneak Peek. Yeah, let's look at the stuff coming out here Tuesday or Wednesday and make your trip to your local comic book shop worth it. Worth it. Let's start with Lunar Distributions. Look at our DC items as we have the penultimate version of Batman Catwoman coming out. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there towards the end. Fantastic. Another Urban Legends coming out. Those that should be fun. I've enjoyed those. Like I do like that Travis Travis Cherist cover C Batman Catwoman uh-huh. um, on the Gargoyle. I think that is a stunning looking book. Naomi, is that a um, photo cover? Sometimes those do well. Photo cardstock. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a photo variant from the TV show. And we're getting our first issue of Sandman Universe Nightmare Country also James Tinian who didn't really leave DC did he he's still doing stuff no <laughs> um, this could be something I think I mean I'm interested in it he might be he might have some fun with that title not much else we have vanity number one under the black caravan imprint oh, okay good one um, every great legend has a beginning and horror stories are no different however our tale as it is, is based on a true story. It begins at the end. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, we're getting the first issue of the Image 30th Anniversary Anthology. That should be fun. And a new Reckless book from Brubaker and Phillips. That'd be great. Mm. Noctera's issue nine. Let's see, we're getting a breakout from Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Four issue series there. Looks pretty good. I didn't see anything in IDW. Not really. Free comic book day. They're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but that's not really relevant. Marvel. Yeah. So Marvel's given us little Captain Carter issue two. The one hundredth issue of Electra. Mm. In theory. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know why we're getting Hulk Grand Design, because that came out last week. Yeah, it's a little, it's very Maybe possible. that cover got delayed? 
that possible? Some cool Star Wars book, Star Wars 22, the uh, Raza variant is a very stunning Chewbacca variant. Hardcover trades. The action figure variant, uh, very much jumping the shark with just no, no generic Rebel Commando. Yeah, I was going to say I don't, don't recognize what that is. Nothing special. Mm-mm. Nothing from Dynamite. Nope. Or the same. Oh my, Previews Road's actually showing us the naughty covers now. Oh really? What are you looking at? Um, Betty Page cover J. Dynamite. I think they made a mistake. I think so. <laughs> it was asleep. Man, it is worth these doing these Rose Bash Sheena Jungle Queens. Rose Bash is so good. Oh, I love it. So you found a couple of things in Okay, I'm see- I'm seeing that Rose Bash now. That is nice. Very much a Momoko ripoff, though. No, 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 no. Derek Chu, it's like stuff. She's more similar to Derek Chu. Mm. I don't know. I don't see that. Elephant Eater Comics gives us a Hunter's Tale number zero from our back half. A lot of weird things in the back half here. Is that our back half? Yeah. Some strange stuff. Hit Me number two. I really like that first issue, so... Excited yeah. to read that one. Kaiju score steal from Gods number one from Aftershock. That's a long title. Wow, yeah. Orange Blossom Monkey Clan number one. That's from Keen Spot. Strange one too. Serial giving us a hard cop. Terry Moore serial. Okay. Is it? I was rehashing that Vanity number one from uh, yeah. uh, Scout Comics. Well, I know what I'm doing. I got my pick locked and loaded. <laughs> Do you now? Well, I think it's going to be mm. the Image 30th Anniversary Anthology, the first issue, where we're going to get all those little first chapters of all those different stories and all those first appearances. And so we have so many different extra chances to hit on a property that's going to be optioned. So I'm going to go with that. There you go. And I am going with Star Wars 22, the Raza variant. A really nice Chewbacca cover. I think it's great. Yeah, because none of the number ones are really pushing too many buttons for me at the moment. Alright, I want to thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself as we go through our sneak peek and all the stuff going around in comic books. Head on over to Patreon.com. Find Comics for Fun and Profit. Be part of all of our conversations, all of our community. Uh, hear our podcasts ad-free. So these are all the things you can do to help support us, and we appreciate each and every one of you for Drew and for myself. See you.